we all got overexposed to screens. We got this huge dose of living our lives online and everyone was able to then see a direct correlation to how terrible they felt. Welcome back to Startup Health Now, the podcast where we celebrate the entrepreneurs and innovators who are transforming health. I'm your host, Logan Plaster. A quick plug before we get into this episode, Thanks to a program-related investment from the Helmsley Charitable Trust, Startup Health has rolled out a really unique and, in my opinion, very cool program. It's a fellowship for type 1 diabetes startups. If you or a founder you know is working to prevent, manage, or cure T1D, this fellowship is for you or them, as it were. You get the idea. The fellowship comes with our full Health Transformer University platform of coaching, community-building events, and media amplification Learn more and apply at startuphealth.com slash T1D. Deadlines are approaching and slots are limited. Now, on to the show. My guest today is Caroline Cadwell, the CEO and co-founder of Unpluck. Now, I would normally give a 30-second overview about what they've built, but for reasons that will become clear in a moment, I'm going to refrain this time. Suffice it to say, she and her team have designed a consumer-facing device and platform that helps people regain control and intentionality with their time. They're pushing back against a world where attention span is eroding, which has contributed to lower feelings of well-being and a decline in executive function. Let's hear how they've tackled the problem. Caroline Cadwell, CEO and co-founder of Unplugged. Thank you for joining me today on the show. It's a pleasure, Logan. Thanks for having me. I guess we have to get uh, straight right off the bat, unplug or unpluck. I know the name has a Q at the end. I don't, don't want anyone to get confused. You know, um, one of my favorite uh, business principles to live by is that the customer is always right. I call it unpluck. So I like the Q. Sure. Okay. So <laughs> unpluck. Uh, I've been looking forward to this interview, Caroline, uh, not just because I wanted to have a conversation with you, but because this is one of the rare situations where I've had the need to use your product and I've gotten to use it before our conversation. Uh, I do interviews with folks who are doing kidney disease diagnostics and imaging center platforms. I don't always get to be their uh, you know, patient number one, uh, their, their primary customer. But in this situation, I feel like I am. So we can really get, we can really go deep on what you're building. I can't wait to hear how it's been for you, the good, the bad, the ugly, because we're always looking for proof. Um, but I, I, I think I'd love to ask you a question before we dive deeper, Logan. I'd love to know, just as a teaser, what have you done with the free time that you've uh, recovered with Avla? Um, interesting. So should we tell the audience what it is first or should I, should I just uh, go there? Up to you. So the extra time that I have gained, um, I have two kids who are seven and nine and I was really concerned about the time I was spending on the phone in the evening in the in the limited time that I had with them. And so I think it bought me back attention and time with the two of them in sort of a critical 30-minute period right before they went to bed. And so that's time to, to read to them. And that's, I mean, the pretty pivotal moments and for, for me and for our relationship, read to them wrestle with them, uh, just be their dad. So pretty important. I have goosebumps. I think that's very important. You have regained an opportunity to have memories with your kids yeah. and to get memories with you. Yeah. 
All right, let's talk about what you've built. I'm holding this uh, handsome little tag. It's got a little uh, comma apostrophe on it. Tell me what you've built. So Unplug is helping people get off their screens, um, as you might have gathered. Um, and we have a mobile app that pairs with a physical device. And the reason for that is because it helps you change your habits around how you use your phone and really interrupts that habit loop. And so what you're holding is an NFC tag, which is that wireless technology, doesn't need a battery or anything. Um, and it is coated in silicon and it can go on your keychain. And what that does is give you a physical control over your phone. Um, and not just your phone in general, but specific apps. So if you know that you, you know, you need to be available by phone, you've got kids, people need to be able to call you or text you. Um, maybe you even communicate with some people on a social media app to get to them, but you want to control like that moment where you mindlessly pick up your phone and um, go into a scrolling session without intentionally doing so. Mm -hmm. This will help you stop doing that so that you really gain back control of your time. You have to get up and get that tag and then physically hold it to your phone to unlock any distracting app. Why was the physical element of it important? I know there are thousands of focus apps that exist to try to help people get jobs done and, and think differently about distraction, but the physical tag seems to be what's really unique here. Why is that important? Yeah, it, it is really important. Thanks for bringing that up. I just want to, before answering that, mention there are thousands of these apps because there's such a huge problem. And people so desperately want to be intentional with the way they spend their time, whether it's on their phone or not. Um, but more and more, our time is being spent on our phone in ways that we didn't intend to. And so there are a ton of solutions out there. Many of them work to some degree. What we're finding with Unplugs customers is that um, people don't like to be policed. They don't like to be totally locked out of their phone. They like to have the choice and be able to make the decision. But we really benefit from having some support and accountability and making a, the, the good decision for ourselves and following through in our intentions. And so that physical component that Unplug has um, really allows you to have a moment to have a chance at making the choice you want to make for yourself because it introduces friction. It's based on a psychological concept called rational override theory which has to do with introducing friction in order to produce a habit change. It's about making something that you don't want to do a little bit harder to do. Hmm. But more than just a little friction, I think, so I can use my own example here, I was I was struggling with being mindless about Instagram and uh, YouTube. And so those are the, the two big culprits that I was going to target when I got this product. And I had previously tried to use a couple of focus apps that said, your time is up. And it was maybe three swipes to get rid of that, right? So that was friction, but it was not enough friction. And so what was key here was that I used the tag to say, you gotta, I have to use the tag in order to unlock these two apps that were distracting me. And I hung the tag on a hanger in my closet. I actually had to go to my third floor closet to uh, scan it. So all of a sudden the decision was being made. I was making the decision in the morning to leave it in the closet. I didn't have to make the decision later uh, when I was tempted to, you know, do three or four swipes and kind of bring the app back up. That's really smart because you are setting yourself up 
to have to make and face that decision less often. Mm-hmm. That it really puts you in a position to be successful with it. But even if you carry your keys with you, it's it's you keep that tag on your keychain, which a lot of unplugged customers do. Um, it's often going to be either near your door or at the bottom of your bag. Um, and and having to make that physical gesture of going and searching and finding something rather than just learning to swipe three times. Because if you think about those moments when you pick up your phone out of boredom or discomfort, which is apparently several hundred times a day for most of us, yeah. uh, you you your your thumb will sort of automatically swipe to a certain series of apps and open one and then the other and then the other. Yeah. And for me, that looks like work email, Slack, and LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I imagine for a lot of the other founders listening, that might be the same. And so for me, I block those three at night and in the early morning. Um, Got it. So that friction... It's about having the right amount, right? So you you nailed the 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 nail on the head there in saying most of these other ways of approaching the problem are just too easy to circumvent. They either police you and are too difficult to over, override or they're too easy to bypass and don't really provide enough friction to help you have a fighting chance against everything that has been engineered to keep your time. Yeah. We talked about the positive that I'm gaining back from that time. So lack of distraction leads to these great positive positives in my life. But let's talk about the negative side of mindless scrolling and kind of where we're at in society and health in terms of smartphone addiction and really kind of the future ramifications of, hey, if we don't get a handle on this, there there's some real downstream effects. Yeah. Um, wow, there's so many things to comment here. Um, I think it's no mystery to anyone with a smartphone that the more we use our devices, the more our well-being goes down, right? Screen time goes up, well-being goes down. And we see this really clearly in teenagers because there is a huge uptick in depression and suicide and anxiety in teenagers since smartphones became in our hands quite commonly in around 2012, 2013. And over that last 10 years, there's just been a huge increase in diagnoses and in problems um, with young people, especially. Um, of course, it, you know, I don't have the science on, on this, but you can make some logical conclusions around developmental time and also habits. So people who are older and used to not using their phone have less of a problem in regulating and separating from this because they didn't grow up with it. And they had other patterns and ways of living their life before. Even still, you still do see some people who are 40, 50, 60, um, you know, maybe really obsessed with a game or um, really sure. zoning in on their phones. Yeah. Uh, but for younger people who grew up with this technology and who greatly depend on it for their social life, and yet are some of the people who spend the least amount of time with their peers in any generation. Mm. Uh, you see that it really impacts their well-being. And if you look at children, there's a number of studies coming out now where the amount of screen time that a a developing child, an adolescent kid or younger, is spending on a screen is really impacting their ability to develop executive function. Mm-hmm. Executive function being, if you're unfamiliar, being that thing that allows us to focus on one task for more than 30 minutes. It's a its a thing that is unique to humans in terms of a skill that um, other mammals don't really have. 
And when we deteriorate that, and one, one way you can deteriorate it is short form video content. Okay, so YouTube shorts, TikTok, not not um, trying to um, say that they're all bad. I think that they do a lot to connect us and spread information quickly and um, a lot of good things as well. But it's very easy to overdose on them and you kind of reprogram your brain to expect to focus for much less time. And well, we can talk about how to restore that as well. There's one, one thing is avoiding the content and the other is actually restoring that executive attention. There are some ways actually to do that. Mm. It's just Not just cutting things out, but actually filling that gap back in with the right stuff. Yeah. For example, um, studies show that just reading even one page of a book a day will start recovering mm. that executive attention, that ability to focus for large periods of time. So if you are like super describing yourself as ADHD, maybe you're not diagnosed, but you you feel like you um, have alignment with your diagnosis, um, making yourself just like be in a room with nothing else and just reading a book for even one page, just read one page mm. uh, will help you to start restoring that, that function. But certainly cutting out the things that deteriorate your ability to focus um, is also a good thing. I love it. I mean, having two kids, thinking thinking about my nine-year-old, very front of mind, how will they interact with screens going forward and how will it how will it shape their minds? So we've talked about the impact piece here and the product. Let's talk about the the business and the startup since a lot of our audience are founders. So you came over as CEO less than a year ago, and obviously you are passionate about the uh, the idea of helping folks reclaim their lives, really, their their attention. Uh, what was it on the business side that really excited you and and lit a fire? Yeah, so there's two main things. Other than the fact that I found values alignment with my founders, we communicate this, you know, in a compatible way, all the really important things about the team. Beyond that, in terms of the business, um, one thing is that this is a huge problem that most people can relate to and that is getting worse. It will continue to get worse as technology becomes more immersive. And we're starting with a mobile phone because everyone can relate to that. But it goes beyond just our mobile phones in terms of where we are experiencing this problem of, you know, where did my time go? Some people have called us the tile of time. Where did my time go? Well, the Unplug helps you find. I like it. I like it. And we time. help you find your time back. Um, so the, the other thing is that there has this is a problem that wasn't very easy to solve until recently. And it's still not easy per se, but it wasn't really possible to solve it in a meaningful way before because um, a lot of people are on iPhones and Apple had not opened their screen time API until just this past September. Wow. And so there was a very limited amount that you could do to introduce friction and help people within their actual phone. So you could do something maybe like a lockbox that somebody has on their desk, but you couldn't really create the kind of solution that Unplug has until pretty recently. Um, the other thing is that there was a subgroup of people that were interested in solving this since even maybe before the smartphone that were being mindful and being conscious about this. But that group of people is growing exponentially every day. And it is because of the pandemic. We all got overexposed to screens. We got this huge dose of living our lives online. And everyone was able to then see a direct correlation to how terrible they felt. Mm, that's right. That's right. And so, yeah, now there's a lot more interest um, in solving this problem and being aware of how screens are impacting your well-being and how it's taking your time. And frankly, people are now willing to pay for it. 
to get their time back. And in Unplug's case, we help you get 78 minutes on average back every day. Mm. And I mean, I'm happy to pay 50 bucks a year to get 35 minutes. (laughs) Time is money. Time is opportunity. Time with your loved ones. Uh, talk to me briefly about your your marketing strategy because unlike some of the other folks we work with at Startup Health, you're you're direct to consumer, and you really this could apply to almost everybody. So you got to be tailored in your approach. So how are you going about it? Yeah, I'm, so like a lot of companies, we look at who are our earliest, stickiest, most vocal users, um, and those folks tend to be people who are interested in mindfulness. And they're pretty young. They're like 20 to 40 years old. Um, And they tend to be um, people who don't have kids yet. And they also tend to be people who have tried switching to a dumb phone and switched back. Okay. That's really interesting because there's a much larger group of people who've thought about it. Mm, I have. I have. You'd be surprised how many people ask your friends because there's a lot of people who've thought about it. Yeah. Um, and it really underlines the fact that there is a pain there of like wanting to solve for being in control of our time and all of the emotions that come with that, right? Yeah. So, so, so you figure out how to segment the audience and figure out, okay, who's already on the cusp of this kind of decision? Yeah. So, I mean, that's the low-hanging fruit. We're pre-seed. So early, early on, that's where it is. But as we are growing, so is this huge movement of people that are interested in well-being who are interested in mindfulness and living more consciously and in being a little bit old school gen z is all on top of being a little bit old school with things yeah um is it is it interesting that you're trying well i would i'm I'm thinking about marketing that you might end up doing on social media on on the very platforms that you might be helping people to pull back from is that challenging or just an interesting dynamic it's an interesting dynamic. Um, there's a lot of self-help gurus and like a lot of people who maybe aren't even in that industry. Like we've got one influencer who is going to be putting something out about us who is actually an actress and has a huge following of other people, which requires her to be connected all the time, responding quickly to queries, doing short video content all the time. She's an influencer. And it's like, well, how do you separate your work social media from your mindless scrolling social media yeah and so unplug is something that's helping her with that because there's certainly some hours where she just definitely doesn't want to be on it it should be preparing for bed to get good sleep or you know whatever other thing um in terms of marketing and go to market the other really special thing with unplug is that we have a physical component we have that silicon bright yellow tag that you were holding at the beginning of this segment Mm -hmm. and um it actually acts as a referral flywheel, and it's something that other companies really can't touch. Oh, I see. Okay. So, you, you see me carrying it around, and you ask about it. People will see you unblocking something, and they will ask what you're doing. Interesting. That's good. That's good. Uh, r- remind me what the cost is again. So the tag is sold with a subscription. Um, it's around 35 to $60, depending if you're getting six months or 12 months of subscription with it. Got it. Tech also is, is is twenty, and if you lose one, we will we'll cut you a deal, get okay. it back. But most people don't lose them. Very yeah. nice. I know we're butting up against our time, but I want to know what are you most excited about for the rest of twenty twenty three in terms of traction milestones. You know, we're really lucky because all of the 
milestones that we need to remain a venture-backed company and continue down that path are really aligned with our core mission, which is to help as many people as possible with getting their time back and um, living a richer life. And so all of the things that we need to do for that are also aligned with getting us to our next round. Um, and so that's a really fortunate thing. It's all about right now um, finding more clusters of these audiences. And certainly founders are actually one of the groups of people that fit really well and really benefit from Unplug as well. So I'm glad we're having this talk. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, you're living in Barcelona. The other co-founders are in the Netherlands. Do you feel like you bring a global perspective to this challenge? Uh, when I originally talked to uh, Jorn, one of your co-founders, uh, it felt like there was something uniquely uh, Dutch about the way he was thinking about reclaiming his time um, and trying to translate that globally was interesting to me. I, I wouldn't go so far as to claim that we're able to think globally because that, I think being somebody who is from another country, living abroad, opens your eyes to the fact that you know nothing. <laughs> mm, yeah, I appreciate that. What I can tell you is that in Spain, where I'm living and have for nine years now, um, saving time is not a motivator for people to buy something. Culturally, doesn't fly. Mm. Um, but being able to have more uh, ability to have connected and meaningful moments with your family, which is actually what is happening for you with Unplug, is a great motivator here. Um, in the States, as you know, people are very motivated by what they can do to be more efficient. Mm. And so it really is about messaging and how that varies and how much pain there is in different markets as well, right? So, Understanding how culture is impact uh, impacts your perception of time. Yes. And and the value proposition that we bring to people as well, the reason why they might want to use this. And in some cases, it might not be as good of a match as in others. Like in the US, I think we've reached such a um, critical moment to the point that we have school districts suing big tech for the extra mental health services that they have to provide to young people. Um, we've reached such a critical point within the U.S., such a, a more um, saturated moment of it that I think Europe will follow in and the rest of the world is also following in. Um, that it's just a matter of time. The market, as I mentioned, is growing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate the work that you're doing, Caroline. appreciate you taking the time with me. I can imagine a, a world in the future where my children's classrooms have some methodology like this for making sure that they're not distracted uh, as smartphones will probably become more ubiquitous with teenagers. And uh, I want more of this in our lives so that I can spend more time reading books to my kids and hanging out with them and less time being mindless in my, uh, in my scrolling. So thank you. Thanks to you, Logan. And I think you know the power is actually, don't underestimate the power in your hands because you modeling that great behavior by using it and by showing good digital hygiene goes a long way with kids as well. Mm. Of just showing that you're not gonna be staring at your phone when you're trying to have a conversation with your children. And they're watching too. They notice when you're yeah. distracted. They know it. They call you out on it. All right, yeah. Car Caroline, thanks for taking the time with me. Uh, all the best as you as you uh, work on this rollout. Um, you guys have, have, have done amazing work over the last couple of years. I know it's gonna be an exciting 
uh, year ahead. So thank you. Thanks so much, Logan. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. Be well. Thanks for listening to Startup Health Now. We'll be back again with another episode next week.